you always will struggle to get a market fit, right? So you should always start from other way around. What problem are you trying to solve, right? And in many cases, if you don't have a direct relationship or if you don't have a good way to get to your users, in this case, uh, partners, you would not even know what their problems are. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Welcome, tech enthusiasts, to another enlightening episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership. We have a true tech wizard in our midst today. It's none other than the CTO, the Chief Technology Officer at ConnectWise, the maestro steering the ship of innovation, and we are so excited to see him because he was amazing at IT Nation. Today, we have Rangula Bangula, and he is going to share with us a little bit about himself, a little insight about where we're going with ConnectWise, and he's going to give us some insight on how this could be beneficial to our community of managed service providers. He's a trailblazer in the tech and finance domains, and we can't wait to dig in to this world of AI and hyper automation within MSP space. Raghu, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, David and Danny, for inviting me. I'm doing excellent today. Thanks a lot once again. Uh, looking forward to this uh, conversation. Raghu, this is David, and we're so glad to have you on. And throughout our conversation, my twin and I were announced who's asking you the question for our listening audience here. And so I want to start off by asking you to give us a brief overview of your leadership journey and what took you to ConnectWise. Yeah, I think I've been in the software uh, space, like uh, building products for uh, more than 20 years. This is something uh, I truly uh, enjoy. Building products is something close to my heart. Uh, even today, I always think about from, you know, what would make uh, a customer happy? How would the customer experience look like? I think uh, so over the years, uh, I've worked, uh, worked in multiple Fortune 500, uh, you know, top uh, 100 S&P 500 companies to small businesses uh, over the over the last uh, 20 years. And just before uh, joining ConnectWise, I was leading a large team of uh, more than 1,000 engineers uh, at, a, you know, uh, at a global payment company. So, uh, I mean... Uh, at, at, uh, when I when the opportunity for ConnectWise came across, uh, I really liked the space, the problem for what ConnectWise was trying to solve, especially in the small business. I saw that uh, there's a lot of, lot of solutions available for enterprise, which were not as uh, seamlessly uh, solved for uh, small businesses. So I felt there was a lot, uh, good opportunity, good opportunity for us to solve uh, some of those problems in a in a meaningful way for small business. That's what kind of really. Uh, uh, excited me to join ConnectWise. And so far, uh, it has turned out to be true. I think uh, what uh, I've been able to uh, experience in ConnectWise so far has been really good. I mean, the community is uh, awesome. Community is very energetic, very helpful. I mean, it, this is not a community uh, I've seen elsewhere in other spaces. They try to kind of make sure everyone else around them is also successful, not just them. This was very unique about this community, and uh, uh, and they and they clearly know. In many cases, I felt like you know, uh, in my past, uh, the customers didn't know what they want. Uh, whereas in here, I mean, there's still some aspect of it always. There's no question at all, because sometimes you don't know what is possible. But uh, but in many cases, the so customers do know what they want, can clearly articulate what their problems are, can clearly pinpoint what their problems are, and many cases they're very helpful 
to partner with you make sure uh, we address the problem and build a much uh, much more robust solution so all in all i think uh, uh, that's kind of uh, uh, my now my pitch this is danny and i love that because one of the things that you've been saying since the very beginning is that you're really going to be solving problems and these problems are part a partner maybe bringing up the problems customers may bring up the problems but you're going to really help solve some of the problems and what we think about sometimes we just think hey a big vendor just push out products and that's just the way it is but you have really taken the open ear effect where you're actually listening to the partner community trying to understand really what they need even to the point where you're applying machine learning to actually simplify certain tasks that partners may be doing every single day just so their lives can be a little bit easier as they move forward to solve problems. And you've been stating this at the CRN interview that you did, you stated at IT Nation. So all these places where you say, look, I'm I'm here to really make life a little bit easier for you. Can you share a little bit about how from your past into now, how you learned from the partner community? Have you learned from listening to your clients and how you've actually been able to put together a strategy, a plan to really help that community in the future. Because when I think about IT Nation, you guys had these great chatbots, these great AI solutions that came out. And it was just recently just announced. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's going to really, what I say, save time for the community. But you've been doing this for a while, even before you came to ConnectWise uh, and your last couple of jobs. But why is it so important to you to listen to the partner community so that you can, and listen to your clients so that you can build the solutions that's going to really help them? Yeah, I think uh, working backwards uh, or even let me step back, right? You know, uh, so when you're building a product, right, you really need to know who your audience are. Mm-hmm. You really need to understand what are the problem you're trying to solve, right? Uh, if you if you don't start from there, if you start from top down, uh, like rather going and saying that my UI should look like that, look like this, or I need to have a mobile app, or I need to have a chatbot, and then go and try to fit it in, and then go to customer you always will struggle to get a market fit, right? So you should always start from other way around. What problem are you trying to solve, right? And in many cases, if you don't have a direct relationship or if you don't have a good way to get to your users, in this case, uh, partners, you would not even know what their problems are, right? So that's always a first step, okay? I think uh, there are many, many, many successful companies do this. So there are different terminologies, different terms they use. I think uh, generally the most uh, you know popular term is working backwards, which is you you start from the customer, and say, you know, what, what is that they are seeing? What is that they are challenged with? And then you come up with some uh, solutions or some approaches. Now, I won't even say solutions, some approaches to that problem. And then you iterate quickly on that and, uh, uh, and then uh, quickly get the feedback and then uh, go into maybe build a small prototype, go into early access, get the feedback, and turn it into a much more, uh, uh, I, I guess you can say, much more robust product, MVP1. Is MVP1 everything? No, not necessarily. MVP1 is the first iteration. And quickly keep iterating on a monthly basis or a bi-weekly basis or a you know, a bi-monthly basis based on what, what would work. Okay, uh, Quickly uh, show the value, quickly add the value. I think that's where you see uh, where the industry is going as a whole, as a software industry is going as a whole. In many cases, I would say that we have not done anything like uh, unique. We have just followed that blueprint, which has been proven again and again and again by the you know best of the best in the software industry. This this is Danny again, and this kind of reminds me of one of the uh, recent articles you you had spoken on when you talked about this fast fail approach, and mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of that where, as you said, you're not really doing anything unique. You're just 
doing it uh, in a unique way where it's just faster and faster going back and making sure it's done the right way. Can you explain a little bit more about this fast uh, fail approach in AI? And uh, is that sort of more of your way of just going to market quicker, learning from everything you can do and then reiterating it over and over again? Can you talk a little bit more about this fast fail approach you mentioned before uh, in previous articles that you have uh, spoken about? Yeah, I think fail fast is something again, you know, I would say again, we, we are applying uh, in AI also along with the rest of our product development. But fast, uh, fail fast is uh, an approach, again, uh, again, like everything else has been mastered by many successful progressive uh, software companies in the world. Now, if you look at uh, any one of them, I think, I, you know, I, I don't remember who was this. Someone asked this, uh, uh, one of the uh, CEOs of a, a tech company, what is your innovation approach? The CEO says, I throw noodles at the wall and see which one sticks. So I think uh, the the real, I think uh, even though it, it is funny, I think it's it's really true. If you just step back and think, it's really tough to kind of say that, uh, I mean, it's really tough to predict what would completely stick with the customer, right? So now, which means at that point, you have to be able to try many things quickly. How do you do that, right? So you start with a problem. You try different solutions. Does this work for you? Okay, a customer will say, no, it doesn't work. It, it they can be better. You try it again, come back in a week and say, does this work better? No, it doesn't still. Yes, it's all few things which I had in the past, but it's still not there, right? So you try that multiple times, okay? And then quickly, you get to a point saying that uh, out of, let's say, maybe 100 problems they have, you quickly get to a point saying that you're able to solve 70 problems now at that point, right? Now you know that it's a good step one to kind of go into early access, right? You want to go to early access and say that, you know what, now that uh, I have a set of customers who are able to give the feedback. I'm able to solve certain uh, a good percentage of the problems. Now you want to try that with a larger pool size, which is larger set of partners, right? Now at that point you realize that now it only solves 50% of the problems. You thought 70%, but it only solves 50%. Or you or you realize that 70% is actually truly 70%. That's fine, right? At that point you try to kind of get to close as as much as possible, right? You want to also look at a point what's the value at diminishing returns. At some point you will see that. After a certain point, you get diminishing returns, right? Now it becomes overly complex. You don't want your solution to be overly complex either, right? Now you want to figure it out that all your simple use cases are super simple, but there are exception cases which can be complex. That's okay, right? Now if you look at any any if you look at any of the applications you use, either web or your mobile apps or anything, right? That right, you'll see this pattern again and again, right? They call it 80-20 rule. So the 80% of stuff what you use, it is super simple. 20% of stuff what you use. Might be complex, but that's okay because that's an exception, right? But if you try to make everything super simple, you indirectly might create a complexity for 100% of the scenarios, right? So, so that's kind of the pattern everyone follows and that's kind of the standard way. I think uh, I do and we do the same thing, right? So we try to kind of see what is the right uh, threshold and to take it to GA. So the reason fail fast is important is if you don't do a fail fast, you're probably going to just fail because at that point, yeah. kind of wait for an year, build a, some huge product, you quickly go to the production or you finally after a year you go to the production and finally your customer looks at and says that you know what you only solve my 15% of my problems or 20% of my problems or you know what this is really not my problem at all what you're trying to do is great but it's not my problem at all right so you run into that uh, situations whole lot right now so so the typical like if you look at i mean i know if you, if you talk about innovation right if you talk about innovation if you look at really successful innovative companies right so they don't necessarily have an innovation strategy right they have if you look at they have a development strategy or a product strategy on how how their fail fast approach works right so there's not a single you know a single company in the software space who is doing innovation who does not do fail fast 
right now they might call it a different terminology they might they might call it a different way there's no other way to do innovation right so that's that's as simple as this right so and uh, and uh, i think once you start drawing the patterns you'll see that that's exactly the way how innovative companies do stuff and uh, the more we can do that the better products we can release as a company we will be right back after this short break i am delighted to announce that app meetups customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with dsb leadership group dsb leadership group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value and that is the reason why App Meetup and DSP Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with the Humanize IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, Fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve their public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, You'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience with Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. This is David and Raghu. I think that what's interesting is that the approach of fail fast can be applied to any industry, any type of organization, but it's really a mindset. 
some of us can get so stubborn into wanting something to work. This is what we're going to introduce. This is what's the, the latest, greatest product that's going to be out there. But if it doesn't meet the need of the clients in a way that makes sense from an economical standpoint, in a way that makes sense from a production standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, then why are you doing it? You said you've got to fail fast. And there's a saying that may come to mind when you hear that. It's if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. It's a way to learn. It's an approach to say, fail fast, you learn fast, you pivot, and then you move forward. That's what you're introducing. That's what you're doing. And it's saying, look, if you don't fail, you don't learn. And so you got to find those ways. And I've, I'm glad that you brought that kind of mindset. You've built that into your, your role there at ConnectWise. I, I want to ask you if it's okay. Can you share an example? I know you've only been there such a short time, but maybe where this approach, this fail fast approach has led to a breakthrough and has led to something that's benefited the, the community. And maybe this is kind of a, a prelude to open into what you guys are going to be introducing in 2024. But just wanted to see if you could maybe share a thought or two about a real case study of a fell approach, fell fast approach that turned out to be beneficial for a client or a product. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Like, let's say if you look at uh, you know uh, what was released on IT Nation Connect in uh, November. Okay, so we had many products were released on hyper automation, right? So one of them is uh, around RPA. Okay, uh, you know ro robotic process automation. If you just step back and think, why did it even happen, right? It's not like all of a sudden, why did we decide to go into RPA, right? right? This is the reason we went into it. There was a problem statement which was given by one of our customers, right? So the, the customer said that, okay, what would help you more, okay? They said, what would help us more is the more time we can save for our technicians because we are having to do this repeated way. We want to be able to save time, okay? So then uh, we said, okay, okay, that's great. That's, uh, that's awesome, okay? How do we save time, okay? What do we do? So then we started looking at various approaches, various workflow approaches, various RP approaches. Okay, we went through probably easily ten iterations, from I would say April time frame, April of twenty twenty three, to obviously you know by the time we released in November, I think until October, we we went through at least ten iterations, where uh, the raw iterations, the initial iterations were very raw. When I say very raw, we uh, we allowed them to write their own code, which were which had some pros, but in many cases it created all all sort of complexity, all sort of security gaps all sort of uh, mess. Then we said, okay, fine, let's add a boundary. Let's start there. Then we said, what are the things which they would love to do? Like, what are the areas? Because initially we started saying that you can automate everything, okay? Which was good, but what it was also creating is it was creating this open-ended problem, which is now it, it was so complex that our partners were struggling. Okay, fine, where do I start? I have a blank, uh, you know, I have a blank page. You know, I have a blank canvas. Okay, where do I start? Now, I think we realized that, you know what? Uh, uh, that that might not necessarily be you know uh, what a partner might be looking at they want something which is uh, which is they can start with and then customize it right so that's when we said oh you know what what are the some of the use cases where you can repeat okay creation of a user okay fine okay when you create a user okay what is a what where do you create a user for example let's look at that right so most of them we found that majority of the population creates in 365 then we said you know what 365 is the area we want to go into right so we we kept it's almost like uh, you know, a drilling down a step by step saying that, okay, fine, you want to do automation. Okay, fine. Now, where do you want to do automation? Okay, what are the tasks you do every day, which can be automated? Out of this task, what are the tools you use? Okay, so you drill down and kind of say that if you look at some of the scripts. So in RP, we were, we were able to give around 130 pre-built scripts, right? So in IT Nation Connect, along with the platform, we also gave RPA uh, uh, bots, which were out of the go. So you can ask, how did you come up with that 130? That 130 where come up by talking to the partners, telling us where do they want to see that pre-built stuff exist, right? So we didn't want to focus on the areas. 
where there was not as much uh, value for the partner we wanted to uh, we wanted to kind of do things where they can take it out of the ground on the day one like which means a partner who signs up for that product on the day one can get the benefit of that 130 bots okay and as we learn we can add more bots to the platform so that's a good example where we were able to take we were able to kind of take with the concept given by a customer iterating over many months by you know multiple team members we had a dedicated team on connectwise side you know who was literally meeting every week with different set of partners who helped us refine this and finally you see what you see um, and we failed many times you know throughout this process many times i think you know uh, partners are like i don't know what you guys are building <laughs> it doesn't match what we have in our mind so we went through that and uh, finally I man is it is it all good no I man i think there's a lot of potential i would say right you know the, i think there's there's not a single product in the world where it's done right so we have a lot of potential we see there's a lot of uh, things we could do there but i think i feel like uh, we we got a good start uh, with uh, what we have done at it nation connect this is danny and i really appreciate that the explanation that you provide because you talked about what tasks can be automated what tools do you use and by that simple question you were able to slim it down to about 130 bots when you guys announced at it nation and i just thought that was just a, a game changer at that moment but one thing i want to have our audience here is the fact that you you and your team listen to the feedback you guys are open to the feedback and that is amazing sometimes we as you said before organization will just create a product and they have all the they have 12 months 24 months of product features someone on the team would be excited about what they created cuz that's their name that's their brand that's their dna that's what i did and and to have that person change that developer change because that's not what a a client or a customer really needs it's very difficult because that's who they are and so the fact that you guys are listening to the community listening to what they're asking and you're building uh processes and things in place to actually address those needs i think that's amazing and and, and i'm not a developer but i've worked with a lot of developers who man this is who they are this is their brand this is their dna and now they have to uh, tweak or change it sometimes it's very difficult to convince them to do that but it seems like at that announcement you did a great job making sure that everybody's moving forward uh in commonality uh, i want to dive into um this core topic cuz you you br- you bring it up uh many times and it's very interesting for our community because right now uh dealing with microsoft dealing with a lot of uh, the cloud vendors we hear this thing about ai 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 all the time and and you talk about ai and, and hyper automation the msp space how do you see these technologies reshaping this landscape as we move forward and you talk about uh, reducing some of the tasks you talk about automating some of the things that are taking place but how do you start seeing this happening more and more because when we talk about tools and products for the msp community you guys are definitely the leader out there how do you see that continue to evolve and change as we move forward yeah yeah so definitely i think uh, uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on in ai right let's start let me start saying that so if you just step back right you know uh, on november 30th uh, 2022 uh, was when chat gpt was uh, introduced even though some of the things like gpt existed it was not easy, easily accessible or it was not necessarily i think you know it was not necessarily as uh, what do you call as familiar uh, for many of us right so so before that also connectwise had a ml presence i mean it might not be aware we we used to do like most of the industry a classical classic ml i'll call it classic ml because that kind of the ml uh, or the classic ai huh? uh, because of the gen ai uh, the truly the i think the uh, the approach has completely pivoted in many cases right you know the how we kind of take advantage of it how do we want to rethink about it you know right so we had our own homegrown models hmm? 
we used uh, you know uh, we used the cloud platforms uh, in many cases uh, to kind of build that so they were purpose built like what you used to see before uh, chat gpt so when chat gpt came into the picture obviously you know it also amazed us along with the rest of the rest of the world huh? it showed a lot of potential possibilities now we didn't know how uh, uh, our community was going to uh, like it okay and as i like it there were different aspects of ai so one of them obviously is the uh, uh, the benefits there is also the other risks which everyone was worried about including us which is security privacy regulation you know there are a lot of aspects of it right? so we were so they, we wanted to take a baby step first right so i remember in december of 2022 i mean this was released on uh, last day of november in december just before the christmas we wanted to be the first one to at least have uh, a small prototype given to our partners right so in feb of 2023 we were one of the first ones i release uh, i think a code generation tool for our automate customers in feb of 2023 right so that was something we wanted to try it out to see how our partners adopt it right so we wanted to see what are the challenges they're going to see so we we announced it we went into early access okay we learned lot from it we learned lot from it we realized that you know there were there were things like a, a framework even though we did lot of uh, things at the same time um, uh, we were not as explicit in some cases we had to be uh, i think so it it could cause misconception so we came and released a responsible ai usage statement where we were clear like saying that what is what are our values what do we believe in what are things uh, as a customer if they want to know we can tell we were we were we want we also had one of the statement was transparency which is we say that we are transparent when we are using ai so that a partner would know if they want to use it or they don't want to use it right and a partner can choose to turn it off saying that i don't want ai to do this right so because there's still some amount of unknowns there and i mean our I mean, it has gotten better but still that being said still there is some amount of concern right i won't say the concern is zero still right so we learned great bit with that uh, first prototype right now quickly from feb by march we released it into rmm okay and then we knew that okay there's a lot of potential there right? so there's a lot of potential there we saw that i think uh, once we released in automate and rmm we had a lot of customers who were able to generate scripts on fly based on the analytics we were able to see that uh, many of our customers were able to take advantage of that huh? and in some cases let's say you know uh, let's say even though it is super simple use case like if, if i just step back and think uh, uh, it's a it's a super simple use case like if if i'm writing a code as a human right you know um, uh, probably let's say it, it might take let's 3 hours for me to write a piece of code let's say that okay now for me for me to write the 3 hours of code probably i may have to go to you know i'm i might obviously i may have to understand the syntax i may go to stack overflow i may go to different resources come up with that then figure out a way to test it and do all the stuff right now with uh, with what we release the script uh, you know uh, with the script generator okay we're able to generate that in like 10 seconds right so it would it used to save like 3 hours of the time right the hours of the time for someone huh? and based on the complexity right sometimes based on the complexity of the code it might take couple of days for a person to write the code right so we saw that there was a lot of potential okay we also saw that uh, uh, we it has to be purpose built based on the role based on the persona okay uh, it cannot be just uh, saying that okay this is a tool for for all so what we went uh, what we did is uh, uh, with help of uh, i mean we have a, you know uh, we have luxury of uh, some of the tools we we have a tool called sli you know uh, so the team uh, has extensive knowledge of how msps operate at a ground level okay we also have a advantage of our uh, strategy team uh, you know who evangelize you know uh, through programs like uh, evolve of how msps should operate right so they helped us to kind of see how should an ideal msp operate okay what are the roles what do they play 
Where do they spend their time? Okay. What would give us efficiency? Help us brainstorm saying that what are the areas where they spend time where we could automate some of that. Some cases we can automate using things like RPA. In some cases, we can automate using AI, for example, right? Uh, you know, so what are those areas, right? So we were able, and we got the list of those areas. We documented those. In fact, some of those areas were presented by our CEO, Jason Megi, on the keynote, saying that these are the areas we see you can save 50% of your, you know, um, revenue, you know, or 50% of your, uh, uh, I think, uh, sorry, I think he said 50% of the cost savings, you know, over the, you know, if you, if you do all these things, right? So that's how we were able to come up with those metrics. So we did that. We came up with saying that these are the areas we wanted to focus on. Okay. And then uh, we started uh, going into level down, saying that uh, like as a technician, okay. So we felt technician was a uh, one of the role where we felt most amount of benefit would come. So we looked at technician, what would they do on a day-to-day -day basis? Okay. They work on tickets. They do this. Uh, they work on projects. They enter the time. Okay. Now, where can AI help those, right? So we started looking at those and uh, breaking down into problem, breaking down into uh, use cases. In May of 2023, we released the first version of uh, uh, what we call Sidekick to our early access partners, right? So, you know, so on Feb, we had the, so in, in December, we started planning. In Jan, we built a prototype. In Feb, we released the first one, okay? In March, we released the second one for the second product. In May, we released the, uh, the PSA, you know, uh, Sidekick for our partners, okay? And then throughout that, from May, we started refining it uh, all the way to you know uh, all the way to November, right? So now, by the time we released it in November, uh, our uh, Sidekick AI, we looked at uh, most of the roles, or I won't say most, uh, I would say uh, all the top major roles, like you being a salesperson, being a marketing person, being a project manager, being a service manager, being a technician. We have something for everyone to do, right? Now AI by itself also is a journey right so now if you look at any of the if you look at any of the tools like the first step of the ai generally you see is you use ai to understand the data right so which is it tells you uh like whether it's summarizing the content summarizing your email summarizing what's happening so that's a level one of ai right which is in many cases it's not necessarily taking any actions but it's helping you digest the information much more faster much more easier right so there's a level one then there's a level two which is it looks at your history or it looks at your behavior and predicts what can happen. Okay, so that's a level two, which is, which is uh, they call it prescriptive, you know, uh, predictive, right? Which is it can look at maybe look at your invoices and tell that okay, how much invoices you might get, or it can predict your ticket volume so that you know how many technicians you might need, or it can predict saying that which customer might leave you. Okay, so that is kind of you know uh, all the prediction, right? So that's kind of the uh, a prediction level of AI, which is a little bit more complex, right? Then because in that case you are not necessarily just uh, analyzing or understanding the information, but you're also understanding and making some predictions, right? So that's a next level of evolution, right? Now, once you are successful, at, again, there's also, there's a technical side of taking the steps and also as a human, right? You need to also build a trust, right? You know, you cannot, uh, if, you, if you don't trust that it's, what do you call it? It's summarizing correctly or it's providing you a good summary, right? You would not trust it to predict it for you, right? So, so there's also, as a human, there are steps you need to take, huh? So, so what we did is we set up our roadmap into these three stages. The third stage is finally the prescript. Like if you look at it, again, this is not uh, necessarily specific to ConnectWise. If you look at any AI, uh, you know, uh, product, you'll see that there are this, if you look at closely, you see that you can tell that whether they're in which step of the progression, right? So third step is prescriptive. So in this case, you know what, uh, you know, you might, it might not just tell you that a customer might leave you. It might tell you that this customer has been there with you, uh, there with you for the last 15 years, but you know what, they're financially challenged, okay? Maybe you need to give a 10% discount on the invoice, okay? 
and then go and do that because you you want to kind of maintain that relationship with the customer okay so that's your third level of it right now now you as a human though you won't go you won't jump into zero to the third level quickly right as a user of ai right so we have to factor all that in we have to factor all that in and then come up with a roadmap okay so if you look at uh, i think uh, we had a, a sidekick around around 80 functions we released right out of that 80 functions you would see that if you go deeper you would see that we have a mixture of descriptive which is in many cases you know we summarize it and tell you the information about like your invoices your sales your you know uh, your agreements your you know uh, uh, pretty much whatever the data you have we kind of make it easier for you to consume the data we also have some predictive and some prescriptive right which is we are doing some things for you like you know we have a tool called auto triage what it does is it triages for you it triages for you and actually tells you which team should work on that as an example right it decides your right type right subtype and uh, it can do right team so if you are an msp which has like five teams triaging tickets generally what we have seen is as a human who sits in and says that okay this ticket has should be done by this person this ticket don't be done by this person what we do is we look at their history and tell saying that you know what you know uh, danny here is good at solving hardware problems you know what so if there's a hardware issue it should go to danny you know as an example right so so we did that right so that's so we we have a mixture of prescriptive predictive and also the descriptive okay so what you would see is uh, you would see that i think as we learn more okay in many cases even though uh, in some cases we would have functions which are doing let's say maybe 60% right right we want to increase obviously the accuracy in those cases make it better and better okay and that after that we want to take the next level of progression and next level of progression where so as a customer as they take this journey they would see the efficiencies in this that's the long answer no but the truth of the matter is when, when people are getting so excited about this right and they they want to learn more and i'm glad to hear the introduction the different phases the the question that i have actually before i get to my question two things number one if you're listening to this program you love the guests that we bring on the content that we're delivering make sure you subscribe to twins talk tech so that we can continue to bring on incredible thought leaders on the program like Rangu he's been fantastic i, I want to share two quotes and i'm going to ask you this question if that's okay number one quote you made this quote you talk about psychic being a, an innovative ai companion uh, to help create efficiency for tsps the small smbs the the ability to help them to say let's make this process more efficient you said imagine a world where manual task fades and customer issues are met with seamless responses and without the need to add more resources i love that we're going to have to stamp that there somewhere in your office cuz people need to see that and then and then one of your counterparts said this he said every psychic needs a hero true to its sense connectwise psychic aims to make every organizational role more efficient whether you're a technician service manager sales or marketing or even the owner and i love how you're saying look it makes sense to push this down to a different person a different subject matter expert someone who also can handle it let's simplify this for you let's integrate ai hyper automation and so here's my question since this integration since the launch i know it's just been pretty new for the majority of us in the space since november but have what have you heard so far from the partners what what what's come out already in terms of a success from the introduction of psychic as a part of their strategy moving their businesses Yeah yeah I think uh, so even the sidekick right I think uh, I was going to say this uh, one point you talked about sidekick being uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, so that they are not the hero MSP is a hero so we truly I think there is a uh, it is based on this fact we truly believe that I don't think uh, we get this question a lot does ai going to replace uh, an msp 
or AI is going to replace a technician, right? So we always say that it, AI probably is not going to replace uh, you know, uh, a technician's job, but a person, a technician using AI will probably replace a technician who is not using AI, right? You know, so, so that's the reason we call it a sidekick, huh? Because I don't, we don't think that I think uh, we are there yet. Uh, maybe I think 10 years from now, 15 years from now, or five years from now, I don't know, who knows, you know, uh, there might be all cyborgs, but right now, right now, I think uh, we do need a uh, human to kind of uh, be the final decision maker in each of this. Okay. And we are making sure that we are doing that. Right. So that's, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll start by uh, saying that I'll start by saying that. So now the question, what you asked was, I think, you know, um, how is the feedback has been right. The feedback has been phenomenal. We have we have had many signups. Okay, uh, we have. Uh, uh, I think uh, me personally, I'm involved. Our CEO also looks at the usage reports on a regular basis. Okay, so we have we are learning greatly uh, uh, from uh, the feedback. In some cases, I think a lot of new ideas of how we could do, and also some cases we they said you know what this particular scenario I think we could be doing better. So we have heard both. So we are incorporating, we are taking both of those and improving the product further. Okay. Now I think uh, we have on the same note, we have automation nation scheduled for next month. I think we, it has gone, uh, I think the registration page has gone live. So I think, uh, I think the, the reason for doing the automation nation is it's a hands-on event. It's very different than other events where it's more uh, for the most part, one way information where we are telling what's going on and then uh, customer, you know, customers are consuming it in this case. I think the partners, technicians and partners can come in, do a hands-on work with the, with the, you know, uh, with the team at ConnectWise. Okay. It's a close event. It's a small event, obviously uh, competitively. Okay. Um, so I think it, over there, what we want to do is we want to uh, work with MSPs, teach them, okay. How to kind of use the products and also learn and get the feedback from there uh, saying that as we are implementing for their uh, uh, for their MSP or TSP, we realize that, for example, this is one scenario where we could be doing better, and we take that back and uh, uh, take it uh, uh, take it from there. So right now, as we speak, I think uh, we had we had a lot of signups, uh, and we are continuing to get signups. And I think uh, we are still uh, we have onboarded most of them, but we are still uh, we are getting so many signups, so we're still in the process of onboarding more and more. Okay. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have launched uh, uh, many new features after IT Nation Connect already. We have a one, two, three, four. We have around seven features we have launched so far, but we continue to launch. So uh, I think uh, it's been it's been it's been a uh, it's been a uh, super busy ride after IT Nation. <laughs> so, but uh, it's been great though. It's been great. You know, uh, you know, my peers and I we were talking about this, saying that it's been great. Huh? It's been just a lot of phenomenal feedback, and uh, uh, and in many cases, right? I think you know uh, our uh, CEO was saying that there was we have so many we have so many products ready for IT Nation Connect. We just are having to prioritize which which one we want to give more focus now, just because of so much, uh, so much, uh, uh, I guess, feedback in a good way we are getting. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? 
Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with the Humanize IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employee skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. This is Danny. I'm really happy to hear that. I remember when you guys made the announcement to see so many people sign up all at once. Uh, the ability to invite people to a specific user group is a phenomenal to be able to get more feedback and more understanding from this group. And I said this earlier, giving people the ear. Well, you're letting them tell you and you're listening, you're addressing it, you're inviting them into it. And as you said, you had a lot of uh, beta uh clients coming in, MSPs, the TSPs coming in the very beginning, early 2023, and then to the announcement in November 2023. And now to get so many signups, it's almost as if you can't keep up with everything because it's happening so fast. I think that's phenomenal. I think that's great. Why do you believe that uh, opening things up a little bit to where you're actually providing the ear, when you're letting the community know that you're uh, listening to what they have to say, why has that been so beneficial for ConnectWise? Because I see that it's keeping your team busy. You guys have so many features, so many new things that you're bringing out the roadmap. But the more you hear from the community, the more work you're giving to your team. Why is that so beneficial for not only the community, but also great for your team? Yeah, I don't see any other way to make it happen, to be honest with you, right? I mean, I don't see that. I think how we can be as a company successful without uh, listening to our community, right? In fact, I mean, they are the ones who are the end users. They are the ones who actually use it day to day. They are the ones, I think, uh, who have the power to say whether they want to use it or they don't want to use it, right? So so I would say, I think, uh, if, uh, you know, um, I think if, if there is one thing we cannot ever stop is not listening to the community, right? You know, um, when I say again, when I say listening, listening is a just broad term. Actionable insights, right? What I mean by that is we need to have a mechanism in place 
where they can provide the feedback and that feedback turns into reality, right? You know, listening obviously can be generic, like saying that, you know what, you just tell me, I'll listen it. And I, if I don't have a mechanism to turn that to actions, it doesn't help, right? So that is more important, right? We have a mechanism that their concerns, both positive and negative are addressed and they become actions. And in some cases, right, not everything can be possible, right? So sometimes we might get a feedback saying that we want this and that might not necessarily be in our, you know, uh, uh, vision of where we look at it, right? In that case, at least be clear saying that this world where we see this, this might not be something we do, but this is a, a good approach you can take. At least be clear of how, uh, where where we are, where we want to go, how we are going to go there. And then at the end, we want the, uh, you know, uh, we want the partner to be successful. And that's the only way we can be successful. Or even before that, I would say our small business to be successful so that our partner is successful. So we are successful, right? You know, even a step further. This is Danny again. I want to, and I, I appreciate that because you're not just listening, you're providing actionable insights and it's, it's taking the action. And a lot of times we tell partners we're listening, but then we're not doing any action behind it. And it doesn't always mean that you're creating a product, but it lets them know that their voices have been heard and they're valuable. And when we think about these user groups as well, you talked about gathering the, the great feedback from these partners and you talk about how these, these feedbacks that you gather from the partners they, some of them can be great. Some of them can be something you need to work on. Along the way, as, as a leader and as a CTO at, at such a, a great big organization for MSPs, I, I have to ask you this question. Outside of work and all the traveling that you're doing, are, are you reading anything to take your work, mind off work? Are you reading leadership books? Are you reading something that, that keeps you abreast on uh, what people are doing as far as like socially how they're how they're doing so that you can interact very technical terms into uh, business acumen what are you reading out there that's not like heavy on work that you're doing every day because sometimes you have to probably disconnect your brain from all the stuff that's going on but what are you reading when you're traveling when you're on the plane and, and going to all the different events what are you doing outside of just being heavily involved in into the roadmap that's taking place yeah, yeah, I really enjoy this part of the job where we have to build a strategy for the future. What I meant by that is, I think uh, we know, we know how today looks, uh, or we feel like we know how today looks and tomorrow looks, right? We probably don't know beyond that how it's going to look like in the future, right? Now, in many cases, there are many companies in the space, take it security side, take it AI side, take it data side, who are shaping up the future, right? So uh, looking at the moonshots, I, I love looking at that stuff. I love reading about that. I love trying those things. Now, are those the solutions or the problems of MSP today? Probably not. But those will become, those could become some of the solutions of the future problems, right? So I really enjoy that. So there's a lot of work happening on the security space of both on the both on the problem side, like the kind of the, you know, the kind of the, you know, I guess you can say the vulnerabilities or the um, the hacks or the you know uh, attacks you know uh, there's you know obviously the new variations occurring and then the the ways they're solved right so no no I mean I'm I'm not necessarily saying those necessarily apply one to one but we need to be ready about that we need to think through how uh, you know uh, how we're gonna do that in the future I really enjoy that right so now does that map to roadmap today probably not probably not right so but I think uh, those are things I really enjoy and these days I think especially there's lot of lot of lot of nice content on the AI of how so much uh, is going on, how the problems are solved. And again, they, they might have nothing to do with just MSPs, but at some point they would apply to every day uh, what we do, you know, um, what we do in our lives, <laughs> not just MSP, because everything what we do, there is amount of AI now coming into everything we do. <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's, it's just, a, uh, it's just a, a very interesting time, especially a very interesting time and very 
and the, the pace of that also has increased so much especially because of the fact that now content can be generated by ai there's so much content generated <laughs> so i mean just we don't have enough hours to kind of consume all that so that's where i really enjoy uh, spending my time outside of uh, you know uh, working on i guess you can say delivering the roadmap <laughs> This is David Raghu, and I appreciate the things that you shared with us today, the insight that you provided. It's interesting you say that these are interesting times. These are exciting times as well, because when you have leaders like yourself that dig into this work and you roll up your sleeves, you say, how can we make sure we're delivering the right tools, the right solution sets for our partners so they're not overwhelmed? There's so many different apps out there, so many different innovative tools out there, and people are loving this whole thing with ChatGBT, yet there's dangers of that. There, there's benefits of that. And you're saying, look, I'm going to do what I can to make sure I'm staying on the edge, our teams are staying on the edge, we learn how to fail fast, we're learning how to integrate what we're hearing from our partners, and we're giving them the right solution sets, the right products that help support their growth so that they can be more efficient and effective for their clients. You say, look, it's not just about AI and hyper automation. We're giving them the tools. We, we created Psychic. We're seeing it work in real time. These are the things that you're doing, and I love that. And I appreciate the partnership we've had with you guys. And I hope that as we continue to grow with ConnectWise, that we're able to continue to shed light into the work that you guys are doing. You've got a fantastic community. You're doing incredible work, Ragu. I appreciate that. And if you want to learn more about him, find him on LinkedIn. Also go to connectwise.com. And as he stated earlier, you might want to tie into their blog. And that's just as simple as connectwise.com forward slash blog, and you're going to get insights into what they're working on, into the technology they're introducing, and to the success of the partnerships that they're having. When you're there, make sure you learn more about their user groups. They've got upcoming user groups throughout the United States. They've got a couple going on in London. They've got a few that are going to be opening up later this year in Asia. Stay tuned so that you can be there participating in these user groups. Rangu, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your insight. I hope you come back again soon. Thank you again for sharing your time with us today. Thank you, David and Danny, for this opportunity. I really enjoyed the discussion with both of you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Please subscribe, download, and share this program. Learn about sponsorship opportunities and become featured on our program. Follow us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Be sure to also give our other program, Twins Talk It Up, a listen as well. We will see you next time in the next episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership.